Before we start this episode, we have a quick message from our sponsors. If you're studying for the Foreign Service Officer Test like us, we have a great study tool for you. Besides listening to our podcast, we also use FSO Compass. On FSO Compass, you can find practice tests for every section, comprehensive courses that guide you through the entire application process, and you can even connect with other aspiring U.S. diplomats. The resources have really helped us prepare, and we hope they help you too. To access FSO Compass and get 10% off your annual subscription, be sure to use the link in our description box. Good luck! Hi everyone, my name's Jack. Welcome back to another mini-sode of How Did We Not Know That? The last episode we covered was the Harlem Renaissance, and while I was doing my research for that, I came across a piece of history that I had never heard of and really wanted to share with you all today. So today's episode is about an all-black battalion called the Harlem Hellfighters. The Harlem Hellfighters were the 369th Infantry Regiment that served in World War I. Not only that, but they spent a total of 191 days in on-the-ground combat which means the Harlem Hellfighters spent the most time in combat than any other American unit in World War I. When the United States entered World War I in 1917, segregation laws separating whites and people of color were in full swing. For African Americans, this made participating in the war effort problematic. Although the Army drafted both black and white men, the units in the military were also segregated. Black soldiers who were leaving to serve in the war were also denied a spot in the 1917 USA farewell processions for soldiers. It is estimated that around 380,000 African Americans served in World War I, but what surprised me was that approximately 200,000 of them were sent to Europe to serve as aid to French troops, and not for combat, as they had originally expected. At first, more than half of them were originally assigned to labor, moving supplies through ports or building bridges and trenches. This was essential, but also a huge slap in the face because these officers, leaders, and the combat soldiers had not signed up for labor and were committed to fighting the Germans and winning the war for democracy. After the black community organized protests, the army finally agreed to train African-American officers, but refused to put them in command of white troops. The 369th Infantry was able to train with the French. Although America had sent these troops to do remedial labor for the French in Europe, When the French armies eventually became depleted, they needed more soldiers. The 369th Infantry Unit went on to then serve over six months in combat, which was again longer than any other American unit in the war. Not only did they hold their lines against the Germans, but the unit had incredible acts of courage and ferocity. They earned the term Hellfighters from their enemies, the Germans, due to the amount of fear they instilled in them. They held their defensive line against the last German spring offensive near Chateau Chiri. One of the most well-known victories of the Harlem Hellfighters was when two members, Private Henry Johnson and Private Needham Roberts, were both severely wounded and out of ammunition, but still managed to fight off an entire German patrol. When Roberts became incapacitated, Johnson used only a bolo knife to fight off any remaining Germans. When the French later found them and discovered the dead German bodies and left behind ammunition and supplies, they realized what they had done. Henry Johnson was then awarded the Croix de Guerre, the highest French military honor, making him the first American ever to receive the honor. The regiment continued to prove themselves in combat throughout the rest of the war, earning another Croix de Guerre as a unit along with around 171 individual decorations for heroism. When they came back to the United States, however, our story gets pretty sad. 
Their participation in World War I did little to directly advance the equal rights of African Americans, and they came home to some of the worst racial violence in American history known as the Red Summer of 1919. These were a series of huge white supremacy terrorist attacks that led to the massacre of hundreds of black Americans. I'm really sorry, I wish I could end on a happier note, but this is the reality of what happened. Upon return, they were not recognized by the United States for their valor in World War I and continued to be treated unfairly with discriminatory laws, hate crimes, lynchings, racism, and segregation. Johnson, who had received an injury from fighting off the Germans in that battle, received no recognition, assistance, or aid from the government from his injury and ended up dying penniless. It was only in 2015, around 96 years later, was Johnson posthumously awarded the Medal of Honor, which is our equivalent to the Croix de Guerre. This injustice did heighten the awareness of the difference in rhetoric from the United States on freedom and equality versus the actual realities of how we treat people. After the war, American politician A. Philip Randolph was fond of saying this to his audiences, quote, I want to congratulate you for doing your bit to make the world safe for democracy and unsafe for hypocrisy, unquote. The Harlem Hellfighters are one of the most important units in American wartime history. I am so honored to be able to share this story and remember and celebrate these people for their dedication to serving this country, despite the ridiculous amount of racism, unfairness, and hate they were receiving and continue to receive upon their return. So thank you to the Harlem Hellfighters for your incredible service to the United States of America. I hope that we can continue to celebrate and live out your legacy of fighting for what is right. This has been an episode of How Did We Not Know That? If you liked it, don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also follow us on all social media, including YouTube, at How Did We Not Know That? If you thought our podcast was low quality, we know. We thought so, too. Help us improve the podcast by contributing to our Patreon. Thank you for listening, and see you guys next week.